Earlier this week, Ivanka Trump told Fox and Friends that she tries to stay out of politics. So she's trying to convince you that she looks at politics the same way she stays out of the working conditions at the Chinese factory that makes her shoes. Trump Report starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, that's right. We're here to take a permanent vacation. And, you know, if you don't have your green cards in order, you might leave the country and be taking a permanent vacation and not back in. Thanks to the somewhat partial allowance, I guess is a good word, of the travel ban, which we'll get to in a moment. But what are we getting to? Why? We're getting to the Trump Report. Hi there. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. We've got a full panel for those of you watching on YouTube. You can already tell that. To my immediate left, camera right, Brooks Elise back again at Brooks Elise TV. And, uh,. We Brooke? were supposed to enter applause there. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I expected her to say something. I didn't know you wanted to. Usually you just introduce us and then go down the line, but well, you're allowing I, us I, to talk I thought time? that you wanted to tell us what you had for dinner because you were so proud of yourself. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going to reveal. Oh, I'm no, okay. She, she uh, ate very sensibly. Uh, someone who also <laughs> ate sensibly, Chelsea Galicia. At Chelsea Galicia. I had popcorn Hello. for dinner for everyone wondering. At Chelsea Galicia. And at the other end of the desk, Scott Moore at S-Man 80. Hi. Welcome. And don't forget the show is at Trump Report. A B T V. Uh, you know, I sometimes I just go to the song that seems like it has a very tenuous connection to what we're going to talk about, and we will talk about the somewhat. I think allowance. The word I used earlier is probably the way to refer to. You know, the Supreme Court is going to basically look the other way on the travel ban for a little while. But I guess the first thing to talk about today. The Senate Republican leaders, they had to do a little bit of a, an about face on the health care bill that they were so excited that they were going to just ram through without anybody ever seeing anything about it, meeting in secret. Well, slow your roll. Uh, you're going to have to wait till after the July 4th recess, which I don't know, Scott, the way that I understand Congress works, uh, you take a break for July 4th, you come back, what, October 15th? Right, exactly. That's about the way it works. <laughs> so it'll be, and it's going to be a little <laughs> while. But uh, so clearly... They didn't have the votes that they thought Mm -hmm. they did. And what it really comes down to is none of the Democrats are going to vote for it. And they actually, unless I'm mistaken, they can't lose even two or more than two. More than two. two. So they can lose two. And you already know Rand Paul's not voting for it. So, you know, you got to get everybody else in line. And I guess that they're uh, not convinced that everybody wants this. And uh, I, I guess... People like your Rand Pauls are like, well, no, it doesn't do enough, so I'm not going to vote for it because it's not crazy enough. It's yeah. it's out there, but it's not it's not it's not his dad. It's not Ron Paul crazy. We need batshit level. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. exactly. <laughs> when you if, yeah, if you can get if you can put something on Rand Paul's desk that's batshit, then maybe he might sign it. Uh, so Scott, we'll start with you because that's not very chivalrous to skip over both the ladies, and that's the kind right. of show we run here. <laughs> hey, that's America in 2017. <laughs> How uh, are you? Are you surprised to hear this? Because th- we were told like we're voting, mm-hmm. we've got the votes. It's happening. It's happening. No, not surprised at all. Because you have, you know, you have two sides there with the Republicans. You have one side where it felt like it wasn't extreme enough, and then you have the other side of the the senators that are feeling a little concerned that when they're going up for election next year mm-hmm. in their states, the ones that had Medicaid expansions like the Rob Portmans of the world in Ohio, and and the Susan Collins in Maine, and. Lisa Murkowski in Alaska, when you have some of those people that have to deal with their constituents that are saying, whoa, don't cut our, our Medicaid coverage and everything. So those senators in particular are very 
worried about voting on this bill. So you have two sides that that are going to be hard to come together at, you know, to to kind of meet in the middle from the one side of the Republican wing that's like it's not extreme enough and the other ones that are like it's it's too far. So this is a moment we should be glad there aren't term limits where everybody's just really focused on getting reelected and keeping their jobs because if they did believe in this, they'd be like, well, it's not like I can run again, so why not? Right. So everybody's a little bit concerned about that. Uh, Chelsea the in addition to this, the Congressional Budget Office uh, kind of messed everything up for the Republicans mm-hmm. by saying, "Oh no, this is terrible," <laughs> and 22 million people will lose their health care if the Senate version of health care reform, the way it is at least now, aka the repeal of Obamacare, if it passes. So, what do you think about the Congressional Budget Office? You know, how dare they? Mention how terrible something is. I mean, is. I think they told mm-hmm. us what we already knew was coming. Mm-hmm. I think we've gone- uh, do you think Mitch McConnell knew that was coming? Oh, I... I, I, I <laughs> what I would do <laughs> to be able too. to get into the mind of that man. Right, same. I either wow, assume correctly Ugh. that he's just completely and totally morally bankrupt and bought mm-hmm. off. I, I don't want to look at a f- fellow human being like that, so I would like to dive into the brain and see... What got crossed? And was there anything good still there that actually cares about his constituents, or is it all about? No, because we've seen the way he's behaved over the. See, for me, I would assume that every thought in in Mitch McConnell's head it kind of alternates between. Marlboro Red, Marlboro Unfiltered, Marlboro Light. It's just some variation of that. Like, he just doesn't really know which one he wants. And then all the politics happen kind of around him. But uh, I, I guess you're giving him a little bit more credit. Than oh, yeah. I'm I was going to say, he's very... He's, he's evil, <laughs> he's but he's not sneaky, He's though. not incompetent. He's not... No, that's he, why he's, he's gotten not, things done, because he's, he's so smart. He's not Paul Ryan. So no. he has been very smart about this. And I mm-hmm. think he knows, that's why he's delaying, that we need to give these ta- these guys time to mull it over, let Trump Twitter bully them a little bit, make them scared. But one thing that's good that has come out of this is that our democracy is working because I do think that people have called their senators. I do think Mm -hmm, that constituents are voicing their concern over this bill and those that care about being reelected are digging their heels in a little bit. I was really surprised that some of the Republican senators said, I need to go back home and hold a town hall and see what my constituents think. I was like, well, so reasonable of these Republicans. Because for a while they were dodging them. Mm -hmm. And then what was happening is um, we would have like a representative Sean Scott Maloney who would adopt a district, go into a district whose Republican representative Mm -hmm. refused to hold a town hall and hold it for them. And I think the Republicans are like, oh, we can't let that Mm -hmm. go down. So they're going to now have town halls. So maybe they're getting a little less scared of Trump, which is good. But I don't think any of them wants to be called out uh, on Twitter. No, and that's the thing. If say only three Republican senators vote against it, then you know that you're going to be mentioned mm-hmm. pretty much constantly, you know, and somebody like Rand Paul, who I mentioned, he'll take that as a badge of honor. That it's like, well of course I didn't vote for it. I don't I don't believe in it. I also think that just any kind of I think an outright repeal of Obamacare in terms of no health care for anyone ever mandated by the government, including Medicare. That might be what Rand Paul wants. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but I think I know he wants the government to stay out of it. So this is just sort of moving some game pieces around on the board, and he's just mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not interested. But I think a lot of the other senators are not going to appreciate... Just think of how often Donald Trump will tweet out, you know, yeah. you know, 
Well, loser ten, Ted Cruz, that's not anything new. Lion Ted. Lion Ted. He'll be Lion Ted. But, you know, you mentioned Ron Johnson, I think, and that's not somebody that's really been on the receiving end of, of constant 3 a.m. Trump tweets. I don't think he wants that. We used to have him on the radio show that I worked on, and he didn't seem like the kind of guy that's really built for, you know, a barrage right. of anger at him. But at the same time, he's from Wisconsin, yeah. which, you know, is a purple state and is going to have a very interesting election coming up in 2018 um and, and so I, I think it's it's showing the republicans that it's not that easy to repeal obamacare as much as they thought they could and and the other issue is they never came up with a decent plan after all those years they sat back and now they're trying to rush something through which was ridiculous to do that anyways but the problem is when they're get, when that cbo came out it really spelled defeat for it at this time because what it's not they... popular. It's not It's not going to be supported by the majority of people, including their own constituents. So. What have they been doing the last seven years when they've been so pissed that this was the law of the well, land? And we've talked about yeah, this on yeah. the show, is that they would hold those votes to re- to repeal it's it symbolic. or overhaul it, but they didn't need to actually have yeah, exactly. any type of plan. Yeah. And they so really didn't like... think they were going to win in 16 with the president, so they thought, okay, they're not going to ha- really have to work to come up with anything decent. Okay, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> it sounds reasonable. They were tweeting about the birther movement. That's what they were mm-hmm. doing. Well, now they were, were they're at least behind closed doors, they were really trying to get it done. And that was the thing I didn't understand. It's like, what, what's the rush? And I guess the rush is try and get the vote before things like the mm-hmm. CBO come about. Mm-hmm. The, the more people read it, the more they're going to realize what the problems which, are. Which is so devious. Again, why would you want to do that and, and, and try to rush something through? That's so horrible. I mean, I get just the bottom line being able to say, look, we did it. We you know Go back to their hardcore base and say we repealed and replaced it but why would you want to do something when it's going to eventually get out anyways and be terrible I guess I, they just assume they're just going to win because I, everyone's going to vote them in again and I think that they think that they can spin it they've gotten really good mm-hmm. at you know they're this is not a tax cut for the wealthy. This is uh, giving job creators a mm-hmm. boost, you know, and, and this expect is people to believe that. citizens a, a choice, right, whether or not they, they want to mm-hmm. pay. The and freedom, that, the but, independence But there's to really choose. no choice because when you can't afford it, then you're stuck with nothing. And if, if they would look far ahead enough to know that those people who are stuck with nothing end up going to these county hospitals, emergency rooms, and taxpayers end up paying anyway. Right. It's a horrible cycle, and I all they're doing is just moving up. money around from Obamacare and putting it in other places, you know. And, it, and, and unfortunately, it's hurting. Yeah, we, we know whose it's, pockets it, it's exactly, going. and it's hurting their own constituents, like the older vote of people that are more Republican and uh, those rural voters, and you know, it's hurting their own constituents in the long run. Am I the only one who, at least for like a split second, goes? You guys are getting what you voted for. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you know, but I'm more so me, than my humanity returns. Exactly, right. I try not to to say, you know what, just let it go through, and then they'll see how bad this thing is. I actually don't want that to happen Mm-mm. to to the. I don't want to say these people to this, but to everyone because because it affects everyone, everyone because at some people point. can and will potentially die from this. And I mean, it affects everyone at uh, some point with their taxes and everything else. Josh, right. can you scroll back up in the chat? I was about to read something, and uh, it disappeared. And I wanted to point out that, whoa, crazy stuff happening on the screen. No one can see it except us, but uh, you'll have to just take our word for it. Uh, we'll get to it in a moment, and but uh, a little I bit was... further up there was a comment uh, from Nicholas McMullen. I remember around 10 years ago when health care for everyone wasn't considered a necessity. This is progress. Terrible, painful, awkward progress. And to What's to the, the the basis area of his point is the fact that you're getting Republicans designing a bill for nationalized, to some extent, 
nationalized health care. And that's not something that ever would have happened. Now, they're doing it in the name of repealing Obamacare. And sure, 22 million people are going to be out of it. But they weren't interested in the government federal mandate, federally mandated government health care. 10 years ago, 8 years ago, I guess 9 years ago, so he's pretty much right. So it, it is progress that it's at least something both parties are talking about. The end result, you know, we've talked many times on this show about how there was a lot of work to be done on Obamacare. Uh, mm. A lot of people feel that this is not the work that needed to be done to it. So uh, somewhere in between the two is probably what the majority of people... Look, not everyone's going to be happy with anything right, that you course. put out. But somewhere in between the two lies sort of a, a common ground that the most people will be happy with. Hopefully that we can get to. And I know that a lot of viewers watch the show and I've heard, we've gotten a lot of flack that this panel is very mm-hmm. one-sided. And I want to present a more um, bipartisan view, if possible. I will I say... I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good idea, I but I just can't do it. I will say it's important for good... Um, Balance. Yes, dialogue even, you know, t- for someone to present the other side. And I think that part of this... Uh, I forget what the new name for for ACHA is in the American Senate. American Health. Is it, this the same name, right? I think the Senate renamed it something else. Yeah, it, it has a different name. It has a different name. It's a different We we'll uh, call it wealth care for now. Wealth care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I think one thing that was pointed out that was beneficial was that um, premiums would go down. Apparently. That's not true. <laughs> That's but one nice of the things try. that I yeah. heard. Thank you for trying and to I'm trying defend for these, the other the side. Republican. And then yeah. um, another might have been that, oh, I, you get choice. I said this earlier. Yeah. Well, actually, if I and you uh, And the I government's it, not meddling with you, forcing you to do anything about your health care. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think, it's thank you valiant, for doing that because effort. I couldn't do that. I mean, the only thing I heard today that not only do the very, very wealthy get a tax break, but people like me who are on the individual market may get a little bit of a break mm-hmm. if you're young. Younger But I don't know healthy. if right. mid-30s counts as young. Probably not. Uh, so You'll probably get a little break, but uh, I'll probably Definitely not if you're on the much. way older spectrum. They're right, and that, really... And that's the thing. They're just moving money around. So, yes, right. some people might benefit. You're right. Like, maybe some of the young and healthy will benefit. Only in but, the individual market. But in the, exactly, in the individual. Mm-hmm. And then it's not going to help uh, overall for anyone else, especially in the older market. It can go up four to I'm five trying, times. I'm trying, guys. And I will keep Thank trying you. on every issue for you all. <laughs> Look, we appreciate Because apparently trying. I'm so, what was it? I'm so liberal that I make Chelsea Galicia look like she runs the uh, college Republicans. <laughs> That's what someone wrote. I love Somebody that. Somebody did. Wow. Storage Yard resident that. said, oh. it's funny because I kept our quiz from the last time that Brooke was oh on. Storage Yard <laughs> resident said, this show needs to be named the anti-Trump report. Yeah. That replacement woman that's Brooke. <laughs> at Brooks TV is so far left she makes Chelsea look like she's a member of the Young Republicans Club I loved it yeah so uh, thank I, you I'm going to take that as a compliment by the way, I'm also going to work to right. be less biased as a journalist and we, you know we, present the other uh, side I don't think we, do, we don't journal right uh, we, don't, we do, but we definitely we definitely ist here, so we have to really focus on. I that. doodle. No, I look the the idea of getting the other side out there is important to me, and yeah. I talked many times on this show. If there were conservatives at After Buzz who were like, "Hey, how come there's no room for?" There's, there's only like two secret ones that refuse to come on. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the other one is, so I'll have I have to ask a friend you. that we can bring on. Though. Well, yeah, and look, but here's and the other thing. Friend. But the, when we have tried to, when we were Trump versus Hillary, mm-hmm. and we would have people call in. And they would say the most off the wall, nonsensical right, it was things. So extreme that 
it, it just was intolerable. You mean they were like, speaking like Trump. Was there somebody yeah. <laughs> somebody that used to be on Trump versus Hillary? I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, I can't Jesus. remember his That's name. That's not who I was talking no, about. No, no. We're not but talking about our friend Drexel. Somebody who called in. We had a few people on and, the phone. And they yeah. would and they would like go from one thing to the next. And I, I mean, it, without any sense and accountability for anything that so. That's my mm-hmm. issue. With well, we live in the age of no accountability, so uh, yeah, that probably true. works very well for that kind of conversation. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh well, I don't know. Actually, uh, our friend in the booth, Josh, wonders if we should have Michael Klaus on, who's uh, over here at AfterBuzz TV, and I'm on the Tomorrow Show with him, and uh, he's he's very religious, and I don't know that he's outright conservative, but uh, it's not a bad point uh, if if. And I'm sure Michael's watching. If he's mm-hmm. interested in coming on and sitting on the couch, obviously we'd be happy to have him. But it's very difficult to find somebody who's an outright conservative. And I'm always clear. I'm not even looking for a Trump fan because Trump fans usually keep it to themselves, at least in this part of town. Uh, <laughs> and just somebody who's a conservative. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. all even we want. Moderate, moderate conservative. Yeah. And Rational I mean, I'll, moderate. I'll even take someone who voted for a conservative once. You know, like, oh, there was that one time, you know, and I'm like, great, that counts. Yeah, it's not, it's not easy. So they voted for Schwarzenegger. Yeah, right. (laughs) I voted for Gary Coleman because I believed in the future of California. Uh, So uh, another big topic, which Mm. sort of ties into the title of the episode and the song is the Supreme Court gave a small win to President Trump. This was just yesterday, allowing a limited basis the travel ban will take effect before it hears a lawsuit against the policy this fall. Uh, Chelsea, as our recovering attorney, (laughs) what exactly does this have to... What does this mean, basically? Uh, So basically, a big chunk of the executive order is being allowed to be carried through. The Mm -hmm. 90-day postponement of allowing anybody from those six countries to come in. Uh, Same with refugees, although that's 120 days. Mm -hmm. Unless those people have a bona fide connection to the U.S., like a family member or they're a student in uh, an American university, uh, they already have a job here, Mm -hmm. something of that nature that really has them already quite close to the United States. The interesting little unknown tidbit is, you know, since it's supposed to last 90 days, the question has come up, well, maybe those 90 days are already up because he issued the executive order more than 90 days ago. Huh. So there are some people saying this is actually already mm-hmm. done and gone and others, of course, saying that the 90 days starts as of the ruling. I would say it starts as of the, as of the ruling. Yeah, and believe me, right. all, I, all I know about the law is what I learned from four years of working on Law & Order SVU. So I believe <laughs> that I might not have you know the best the, knowledge. The law. Yeah. The, the other <laughs> thing that is, um, I don't know if it's interesting because it's a little bit of a bummer. There is a chance that the Supreme Court will not ever pick this up again because right. they're not going to talk yep, about it, mm-hmm. rule on it until October. Mm-hmm. And by that point, the 90 days will it's be It's already up, over, exactly. And there will be no sort of like no harm, no foul mm-hmm. unless... Right, you know, and... Because when uh, I was well, going to ask... I'll just say very quickly that it gets to be a victory for Trump because, see, look, the Supreme Court ruled in my favor, which isn't entirely true, but it's true enough that he's able to say it. And then by the time October rolls around, what does he care? But I think, I think he's going to renew the 90 days. I don't think he's just going to think right. after these 90 days we're safe mm-hmm. again. I think he's going to try and roll it over. So right, and that's what they were saying. I think there's a good mm, 35% chance that we'll find out from the Supreme Court. That was an interesting they, number. What were you going to say, Brooke? Say, 
Actually, now I forget what I was going to say <laughs> somewhat. So was this taken? So we had um, decisions that were had at the, at the, in the federal court on, on the state level, correct? Um, like federal courts and state. And then it went to the Supreme Court. I'm asking you. I'm, I'm understanding the process. Now, after the 90 were, days, state, there were state claims started in, in, in the, the state, right. but they but were they, filed in federal, federal court. court. Yes. Yeah. So then when it went to the Supreme Court, at that point, after the 90 days are up, what needs to be done? Like another writ of certiorari to be re reheard? Or mm, I mean, that's the thing, is if there's nobody that has standing, nobody that's injured by that, facing in imminent right. injury or being injured, then nobody may have standing to continue the case. Right, so it could just become moot. Unless mm -hmm. it's rolled over again mm -hmm. or renewed, and then mm -hmm. somebody who's being prohibited from coming in may have a claim right. that would claim. go forward. I don't know. I, I, I kind of foresee that it could potentially just be done with. It would die out, or they would say, well, you know, to, to Chelsea's point, he would have to renew it, and mm -hmm. so he has to continue to be interested in this. So, what mm -hmm. the, the Supreme Court did say is that Trump has a reasonable um, responsibility, desire, right to protect this country from people who may do us harm. The, the question okay, does he have, like, a legitimate reason? Mm -hmm. Let's just say that is a legitimate legitimate reason, fine. But the second part of the analysis has to be that what the order is is narrowly tailored to accomplish that mission. Mm -hmm. um, I think when you... And it depends on the type of discrimination that something has to be rationally related, so, like, at least somewhat having to do with the goal versus intermediate scrutiny is, like medium close to it but if it's if this is discrimination based on religion mm -hmm. which is what the lower courts have said mm -hmm. that faces a really high bar it's very difficult for the government to be able to defend discrimination uh, against something like race religion because those right. are the strictest scrutinies and so then the government has to prove that this order this executive order is the most narrowly tailored possible solution to accomplish the stated goal that's the part where i don't think um that it'll survive mm -hmm. if it ever if it mm -hmm. ever if did it go to, to october yeah. well if you believe a lot of the rumors that were going on earlier this week when the supreme court may or may not pick it back up in october Maybe Anthony Kennedy won't be there anymore. No, Maybe he'll no, retire. No. Well, look, there was a lot of talk about it, and oh. there were people who were actually surprised. Let's talk a little bit about how he didn't retire, but then we have to at least, you know, consider the hypothetical what it would do to have that. Do you want me to cry? <laughs> Where did this come from? What's your source? Sources like I don't know that Twitter. rag the Washington Post. Oh, I think well, the well, the article was, so was actually chatter. that he didn't there retire. Chatter, like that was yeah. the story because there was so much chatter. They had to come out and say it didn't happen. But they're still addressing the fact that it didn't happen, and it talked about why people thought it might happen the, because he's eighty. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I feel like he's got a good sixteen more years in him. I mean, the way that some of these Supreme Court justices go. But, and I'll start again with Chelsea, look how lucky you are being a, a recovering <laughs> attorney. Your thoughts about why he won't retire and what it would mean other than you crying if he did. Okay, so he was appointed by Reagan, right? Mm -hmm. So he was, you know, a conservative judge, but he's been the swing vote. So sometimes he goes with the conservative justices, mm -hmm. others other times with the liberals. So in a sense, you could say that Justice Kennedy is the deciding vote on virtually all the cases. You could say he's the most important of all the justices. So if he were to go, 
it would be like earth shattering for the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I, you know, I would have to do a lot of praying that another Anthony Kennedy well, could be. And, and, and see, that, that's the real question him. is hypothetically, if Hillary Clinton was president right now and he retired right now, who's to say that she would appoint a swing justice and not be like, well, good, I can get, you know, some hardcore lefty in there. You know, well, so I, I mean, think that you're going to run into that problem, whoever replaces well, him, whenever I, that is. I would say, but when you were talking about, like, Merrick Garland, he was very much a moderate. He wasn't a liberal or, you know, a conservative. He was sort of a, Obama's first pick, was sort of in the middle of that. And um, and I think it's the same thing. I think with the way the country's so divided that if Hillary Clinton were president, that she couldn't just put an extreme left liberal judge they wouldn't there. get approved right okay. um i think it'd be a lot more difficult especially with with the house and senate being are so split and the senate being so divided so i think it's it's a little way around it where it's now now that mitch mcconnell's done the nuclear option and they just rolled a very extreme conservative mm-hmm. person out there uh then it does have a better chance of, of going through this time because it's already been done now I need to, uh, yeah. if, if it's okay, to respond to Storage Yard resident. Hey, look, there he is. Yeah. That That is true, ec- and then there's an exception, yeah. except well, on expi- the basis Well, explain his uh, point. Uh, so he's saying, quote, the U.S. code allows, and I'm not sure what he means by the, the code, but okay, allows Trump to make these prohibitions on foreigners. Yes, but then there's always exceptions, and among the exceptions is basis of religion right. um, mm-hmm. and others. Race. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Basic first of all, I'm glad Storage Yard Resident is there in the chat. Yes, Sometimes I, I worry he's when he's here. not there. Yeah, and I know, and that that really crazy. I'm, I'm giving you both sides now, Storage Yard Resident. <laughs> Brooke's gonna I try and win it's you all over. My um, my uh, class, my law school classes. I'm trying to argue both points now. I know she's a recovering attorney, and you're an aspiring mm-hmm. one. Yes, and we had a it. we had a question after last week's show. Scott knows this. It was on it's, the YouTube page, and it was asking no. It was asking if if the guys were lawyers too. Like, well, thank you. And, and we're like, well, thanks. <laughs> not that smart. No. You know, I I talked just moments ago about the law knowledge that I got from Honor SVU, but I also got some from Judge Judy. So I feel <laughs> and look as a kid, I saw, lo- I, I saw a lot of Judge Wapner as a kid. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. But I really learned more from Rusty the Bailiff. But anyway, <laughs> so it's good. If we have you both here, there's at least yes. more legal standing Cred. to go on. Don't we, have any smarter. expectations of me, but okay. Well, actually, she. I mean, pretty soon she's going to be the expert because it has now been 10 years since I was in law school. And after taking the bar, I never again touched many of these issues. You try so. to like just get it out of your brain. And I'm in the thick of it every single day. But well, good for you. you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, we alluded to it in the beginning, and I know Chelsea wanted to make sure that we talked a little bit about Ivanka Trump telling Fox <laughs> and Friends that she tried to stay out of politics. I'll start with Scott. Uh, your thoughts when you heard that? Because <laughs> wow. obviously... I laugh, basically. I, I would say I she's, done, she's, she's done a fairly good job out of... Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think that she's really been involved in too many things. It doesn't seem like there's been any business gains from her father being president. Uh, not really on any not. trips to Japan oh, or no, anything. Uh, I, uh, so uh, no. I think you're she... making me scrunch my eyebrows, <laughs> and that's not going to be good you know, that's, for my yeah. that's, You're the one you know, girl wrinkling. in LA who can. That's not that's not covered under Trump Care. If you get any right. wrinkles on your forehead, so you oh. should be careful. Yeah, so just look surprised. So yeah, Scott, uh, is Ivanka Trump doing a good job staying out of politics? She's doing a great job. If you're watching Fox News, then sure. It's interesting how Fox and Friends, and it's not the other shows on Fox. It's really only Fox right. and Friends, 
And I, I they, they pretty much, the Trump family, well, you know, not, basically not Melania. I don't, I don't know that she's doing a lot of interviews right now. <laughs> but they all kind of go on there. And, I mean, President Trump, it's no like he has balance. a regular spot on, on Fox and Friends. But this seems like the kind of statement you can make on Fox and Friends. Well, of course. Because nobody's no going to say. Hold you to it. Nobody's going to give some examples. Nobody's going to be like, so what are you doing with an right. office in the White House? Exactly. Like... <laughs> And I mean, an advisor to your father. Mm-hmm. His, his chief advisor. Right. So, you know, there's a comment from Danny H. saying that for Ivanka, it's not politics, it's business. But does she, she has to run business from the White House? I mean, I, I guess. But see, that's the way I thought of being she relinquished her role doing any business at all whatsoever. Yeah, who knows? Well, I mean, look, I guess that's, uh, that's a lot of what we hear. But, uh, but the reason that I wanted to talk about it was because... Ivanka Trump is not the first one to say, oh, no, I don't talk about politics, as though it is something beneath you, mm-hmm. that it is something messy and ugly and only, you know, those kinds of people only who like to argue and, 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 and yeah, de- deal with politics. Deal with and and she's just too, you know, clean and above mm-hmm. politics. And I think that is the reason why we're in the situation that we are right now, because too many people said Politics is for other people. It's not for me. We've been told that it's rude, that it's unkind to talk about politics with people. It's part of my motivation for doing the show so that it is a more easy conversation to voice your opinion no matter if it's, you know, crazy one Mm -hmm. direction or the other, but that we can normalize talking about politics and that there's no shame about it. And actually, that it's not cool to be like, oh, I'm not political at all. I I don't have... um, a ton of respect and compassion for people who are like, I just, you know, I'm going to stay out of it Mm -hmm. because it affects them. It affects everyone. Mm -hmm. And this democracy will not work if we have too many people who are too cool for politics. That's why it's already not working in a lot of ways. I I agree with your point, but what I will say is the caveat is that there are just times where I'm like, uh, can I just not right now? You know, sometimes I, I need that's to, different. I need yeah, to take a step back. But in general, the people who are like, no, I, I don't. I often find that it. those people who don't want to talk about politics, I'm not trying to make a blanket general statement about everyone, but they're just not well versed in what's going on. What do you think of that statement, right. Storage Yard Resident? Do you well, like it more and, or less? And the, and the other thing is that when they say, I don't want to talk about politics, what they're saying is, I actually don't want to listen. Because people love to talk about themselves and their own beliefs. They mm-hmm. wouldn't mind it if mm-hmm. they all just got to say whatever they, they thought. They don't want a dialogue. The yeah. part right. about having to hear another side and take it on they just don't want the energy of having to defend against it and that's the problem if you you know and what a privilege to not have to talk about politics if it doesn't affect you in any well, major that's, well that's way. what i was going to say there's also that lazy side of it where people don't want to be bothered with it and they don't care and that's why you get a lot of times where i think a lot of times with these republicans with going back to the to the health care bill it's basically like well nobody will care by the time next year and they'll vote us in again because they're just going to vote for the R next to the name. They're not going to know exactly what these people are doing or who's influencing them money-wise and lobbying them. And I think that's part of the, the issue, too, is that people just are lazy and don't want to be informed and just don't care. Yeah. And, and when you think about people like Rand Paul who would like to not have government in, in his life mm-hmm. as much, that's also quite a privilege because when you're not fighting for your life or you don't have this disease where you just absolutely can't afford to pay for all of your and, needs and, you've good money. and you need help. You make good money. 
and you are paying taxes mm -hmm. and you would like to have some assistance. I mean, what privilege to not have to talk about politics, to not need to, oh, to even exempt themselves to exempt from the plan. Well, exactly. and that's exactly what I said oh, too. That's if, a whole if, other. If, I, I said that if the if if a couple Republicans were to say, "I'm going to sign on to this bill," and we actually get to follow their report, and my kids are going to, and they're going to be on it, my family's going to be on my this. My kids are going to be how much on I believe this plan, no matter what happens. Right. If the laws get better for people, my kids are going to be stuck with this plan for life. Right. That's how much I want the. That's what I'm saying. That's how much I believe in it, yeah. and or then I would have more. Take, take it a step further, that. and you know, if some of these Republican. Let's just say, in general, the, the although none of the Democrats are going to vote for it, so in this case, it is all the Republicans. If they're like, oh, and I'm going to put my elderly parents on it mm -hmm. too, because that's you know putting your kids on it is one thing, right. but it's like, oh yeah, you know my my family who unfortunately is filled with pre-existing conditions, mm -hmm. they're going to be on it too. But th those are irresponsible people of not taking care of their health. What are you talking about pre-existing conditions? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what they feel. Mm -hmm. Some would say children, that. Some would say, Brooke, babies who are born. Brooke, some would say that what you had for dinner was a pre-existing condition. What are we going to say, Chelsea? <laughs> Why are we keeping well, this was, up? Why are you talking about old stuff? What I was going to say is like so an hour ago. What the other side often argues is, well, if you want health coverage, go get a job. Mm -hmm. Go get a job. Okay. Let's, yes, we all work in some capacity. I don't want to have a job working for someone right. else. I want to work for myself. Right. That should be my American mm -hmm. freedom and dream to pursue right. that if I want to. So to say, oh, you should just get a job, that's one reason why I think that claim has no credibility. Well, and, 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 other, and, and we should have a whole other discussion about how employer-tied health care was just a ridiculous thing anyways to begin with. Yeah. And the other part is that if you just sit back for a second and think about it, what you are saying is that you are only worthy to live life if you have a job. You are only, you are worthless. You should not expect to be here, to be alive, unless you're making money and contributing to this economy and paying taxes. By the way, that's working under the assumption that there are plenty of jobs to go around and that everybody awesome. can get them. And, you know, and Trump can, can say what he wants. Them. Whatever the White House wants to say about where unemployment's at, no one's saying it's zero. You know, so there well, are people, it's like, why don't you get a job? Great. Where are these jobs that you were supposed well, to get? I went to public school and I don't right. know Jack Schnackies, so I can't get a job. You know, I have no skills and, you know, right. I can't pay for college. Or you don't have the connections to be able exactly. to get the I was going to say, you lost the birth lottery and you're a baby right. who has leukemia. What are you going to tell that baby? You were Go irresponsible. Get Go get a job. Issues. I'm sorry that yeah, your I mean, mother if, was if, on the wrong side of history. If that baby's cute enough, it can be a Gerber baby, and it can go ahead and I mean, have I mean, a health care plan LA, from that. So. Yeah, get an agent. Put that baby, baby. to work. But no, Sarge Arderson was talking about the uh, you know the elderly parents being on Medicare. That's but a good they were point. talking about no, but they were talking about cutting Medicare. That's true. And yeah. and they were saying that, and that was the whole thing that Kellyanne Conway was saying about oh, you know, the, you should go get a job if you're concerned about your cuts to Medicare. Well, yeah, that doesn't even make any sense because these are people that are usually at retirement age. Exactly. So you're going to tell an 80 year old go out and get, get a, job a job to cover Pull the difference between your, your Medicare, granny. I mean, that's <laughs> again, it's 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 uh, unnecessarily cruel. It makes and no sense. It makes no sense on a policy level, and it makes mm -hmm. no sense on a humanity level. And I think we don't talk about the humanity level enough. Uh, one of the things right. I want to make sure we talk about before we run out of time, as we always do, uh, over the weekend, a uh, number of news outlets uh, pointed out that uh, CNN managed to publish a story about President Trump's ties to Russia, which was very quickly retracted. There were a lot of apologies. 
It was a bad weekend for CNN's investigations editor, Lex Harris, because he traveled to, of all things, a journalism conference in Phoenix. And while he was gone, they posted something that didn't meet their standards. And he is now among three people who have resigned. So uh, what does this do when you publish one fake story, admitted fake story that you retract about Russia, well, that kind of makes it very, not even kind of, that makes it very easy to say that the Russia story is fake right. all along, like I have been telling you at Real Donald Trump. So that was great for him. So whatever they wanted to do with their, and what, where does CNN get off posting a story that they haven't? It didn't meet editorial right. standards. It wasn't sure. that it was completely fake. They, they had one anonymous source, and mm-hmm. usually you have two as a minimum, and you usually make sure that you there go through certain... the vetting process. There's certain guidelines that mm-hmm. you do before that. And they did not do that because, of course, they're rushing the story out. And they had one source that, of course, wasn't a verifiable, truthful source. And then but this is all so Trump I, needed. Right. And, that, and I was going to say, but it wasn't a completely fake story. It wasn't like they just made up a story right. and put it out there. They had done this investigation. They had, you know, admittedly rushed it through and had only gotten through one source and not verified it with a second source or multiple sources. And that's the problem that you have when you have these anonymous sources and they're they're... There is a, a big problem with that, and we mentioned this on, on here a couple of months ago, actually, is, is the whole point about the media needs to just take a collective breath because they do have a very important job to do. But when you have a president actively fighting them, their pressure is like, let's get them back. Let's get the stuff out here. And, and I think a lot of times you're doing it without making sure you're going through the proper channels because you want to get it out. And that's the, you know, the hyper-fast social media world now where something's right away and instantaneous, unlike in the past, like 20, 30 years ago when you had to wait for the nightly news and then you had to wait the next day for the newspaper to come out. You know, it's that kind of stuff. You had a little bit more time. And 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 now it's like everyone's got to be the first to get the story out and they're going to like, okay, great, we have an anonymous source. It's close enough. Let's get it out Being Being first is much more important than Than being being right. right. Unfortunately. But I do have to say, listen, Trump needs an enemy. And the media is the enemy right now. They can no longer bash the Democrats, really, or bash Obama and say he's doing all these things mm-hmm. wrong. He does go no on long- too many vacations. He's no longer there to bash. <laughs> so who else are we going to bash? It's the media. The media. And also, this is his way of, I mean, we know what a dictator or author- authoritarian right. does. You discredit the media because if you're going to put out lies, you need to discredit the media because the media can never verify or report anything that's true. So it's just his way of following but the of dictatorship course, handbook. He- he, yeah, and he took everyone else out, but of course didn't mention Fox on um, his tweet. Obviously. Of course. I mean, look, um, he wants to keep that weekly booking on right. Fox and Friends. Open, he, they don't, he doesn't but. want them to take that away. Uh, sort of a, a secondary story to that is something that I'm sure that people on this panel will roll their eyes when I mention, but the uh, investigative journalist, some people call him, some people call him a documentary filmmaker, other people call him uh, ambush artist, uh, James O'Keefe, who has released a number of videos over the years, had a video of someone from CNN saying, well, the Russia thing is bullshit and we're just doing it for ratings, and that's something that you probably should if it's true and I think just one person thinks it. I actually mm-hmm. don't think everyone at CNN thinks that but saying that to someone that you clearly don't know well enough to maybe right. be making those statements and that's what I what I always find hard to believe is the like, people that get caught in any of these things and doesn't even have to be politically <laughs> right. based it's just like who is this person that you're you know like, wh- like when it's the local news investigates an auto body shop who's ripping yeah. people off it's like you went right to the blatant thing that makes you look really bad. Like, you didn't, uh, yeah. well, you know, we might have some other thing. You know, no, just you go right to it and you go, like, well, yeah, the Russia thing is bullshit. And 
what does this do? It's the same thing I'm talking about. It just sort of feeds that narrative that everything about Russia is bullshit, including the fact that Russia exists and that Putin is president. (laughs) I think they're just like, look, it's none of it's happening. None of it's true. You get one little bit, one little nugget, and then it's all phony. It's all Mm -hmm. fake. What are they they calling it? A big nothing burger, I heard. A lot of Republicans there's a lot of, I've heard a lot of, uh, there's a montage of nothing burger, which I think Mm -hmm. was coined on on Fox and Friends. We know... You guys might say we're conspiracy theorists, or, or I am, but we know that there are all of these ties, whether some mm-hmm. of them are legal or illegal or not, between Trump and Russia. We know that. Well, there's right. specifically, we will follow the money, because, and right. some of it might be impl- implicating him. Implicative of him? Implicating him. Yeah, implicating yeah. him, and some of it might not. But there are clear ties. Oh, absolutely. There's, that's not a nothing burger. No. It's there. It's I, I was going to say it's, follow the rubles, but I don't even know. Yeah. Do they still use rubles or do they have a different form that, of currency? It, well, yes. I mean, it was, you know, um, yeah. during the Cold War. So uh, before we started, uh, you know, uh, Brooke had on her tinfoil hat and she was looking <laughs> at was some. Like but it's interesting. Uh, just sort of talk about the big Paul Manafort thing that you yes. told us beforehand. And, and of course, where you heard that because that's very important. Clearly, was it, Rachel Maddow. Was it from InfoWars? <laughs> Not from Info Can we make it a rule that we never say Alex Jones or InfoWars? Oh okay, you just said both of them. So that's <laughs> not right. I time, just though. said InfoWars. I mean, no. Well, I was talking to... Her dinner is going to come through me if we agree. <laughs> what? I would like dinner? to see that. See, this is why you never tell us anything right before you... But let's talk... Uh, like, before we run out of so, time, let's talk yes, about Paul very Manafort. very quickly. Paul and not Manafort, what he had for dinner. Paul Manafort today registered as a foreign agent retroactively because he did have dealings with Ukraine 2012 to 2014. Now, one might wonder, why would he do that right now? Well, hmm. and my first question was, wait... You can do that retroactively, and Chelsea said. And I mean, Flynn did. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. No, of course not. So what? It begs the question: Why does Paul Paul feel like he needs to make sure he's doing everything right? He said he 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 said he was going to, and then it's just taken months for him to get around to it. But I think I think we know the answer that Bob Mueller is is dotting his or dotting his eyes and check and crossing his T's. That's or you, look, you can dot your T's across your eyes too. That's there's no right. problem yeah. with that. We will <laughs> know what you're trying to say. Exactly. Uh, I'm gonna have to mention it. No, Storage yard no, no, resident no, no, says, no, "I like have. Alex Jones and Infowars." Oh. You said don't say both of them, but it's a quote from Storage Yard Resident. No, and I want to know what you like about him. Please tell about us. about Storage Yard Resident. No, 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 <laughs> I was gonna say he's been with us from our first show. I don't know what Storage Yard Resident why he likes Alex Jones. Okay, you know here, and this will make Chelsea very angry. What I'll say is that he's not afraid to say what he believes. Now, Uh, what he believes is crazy. (laughs) He doesn't believe that. He said in court he doesn't believe what he says. He's putting on a performance. Because that's a character. Yes. But that's just what happens when you have a And he's not afraid to record you without your knowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I think that's the most times that people have heard Megyn Kelly in the last few months is when she was secretly recorded by Alex Jones saying, we're not going to do a hatchet job on you before she did. If I said his name too many times, Chelsea, you look like you're There's like steam coming out of Three times in a row, then. Uh, And our Scott Brown says, Uh, and Oscar the Grouch loves trash. That's not nice. Storage yard resident works in a storage yard. Uh, One thing I want to get to is, uh, and I always say Regla Vacor's name wrong, but wanted to point out that uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders had a whole thing about fake news uh, today. And 
how come the cameras can be in there when she's talking, but not when Sean Spicer? I know we talked last week SNL. because because mm-hmm. he got. I guess it's really as an Yeah, Spicy just doesn't want to be on it. Poor Spicy. Yeah, he's getting so scared. <laughs> he's no longer in the bushes. He's now just like he in just, the back corridor. That's why he doesn't want to be on camera. So he's not. So, but she really said that this proves. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders said that this instance, the CNN retraction, proves that this is fake news. And I meant to write it down, but there was actually someone there. I think it was from the Associated Press who called her out. And oh, was yeah. Like, and there's a great exchange, and we don't have yeah. time to yeah, it play like it because I saw it, like, right before I came over I here. But uh, take a look at it and see that there are at least – and maybe people are less intimidated by her than spicy. But they're able to point out that, you know, she's just saying the company line, which is, like, see, this proves fake news, and everybody has their fake news – and the reporter whose name I wish I could remember says, doesn't say this, this isn't a direct quote, but it's like, but you guys manufacture fake news. So, you know, and it's just like our job is to weed through the fake news from everywhere. And I, I don't know. We try to I not mean, have fake news Trump's on here, by the way. Tweets. Yeah, there exactly. are tapes. There aren't tapes. Yeah, I know. Please, I'm being, exactly. Well, that's, that's more about that's like P.T. Barnum stuff. That's like I don't know. There might be tapes. Uh, stay tuned. And when I'll, there are, I'll tell you. you I'll know, tell you on Fox and Friends tomorrow mm-hmm. at six forty-five. And, and Obama, the wiretapping, and the and as I said, you know, the birther movement. All these all oh, these yeah. things lies upon lies upon lies just to discredit the media. And I admit, and and I get it. The media should not have, and that's what we've said a couple months ago. They should not be rushing stories out. They need to make sure they're vetted properly. They need to have multiple sources. And to Brooke's point, there's definitely something there with Russia. To where it goes and what the degree is, there's definitely something there. You don't have a special prosecutor. You don't have everybody right. lawyering up uh, for nothing. And again, if he was completely innocent or his uh, you know administration was completely innocent, then he would be very forthcoming and open and say, "Here we go, open book, and, nothing and to hide." Exactly. None, and this none would of have the been people. Done with a long and time that's ago exactly what I said nothing. about the tax returns and everything. The fact he doesn't return uh, show that it means he has Wait, something to hide. But don't we know that Donald Trump has already acknowledged that Russia is a thing when he got he sent that tweeted about Obama knew and. Didn't do well. Anything that's the thing. Then he reversed Russia. it because well, I was trying to project it back at Obama. He just that Russia, Russia meddled with the elections and got mad at Obama. And, and got, got mad at Obama for not doing for more. Not doing so he retracted that. No, I'm saying he re- from his earlier thing of being like, oh, there's nothing, no Russia stuff, no collusion, no anything else, and they didn't affect the elections. Then trying to blame Obama for it and be like, why didn't you come out and do this? So basically, he was admitting that there was. Russia meddling in the election because now he's basically saying why didn't Same Obama do more? Same way he admitted that he was being investigated. Right. But that but was then, satire. Exactly. <laughs> well, to the point that we were making and we do have to wrap up in a moment but the idea that if there is nothing to do with Russia then no one would have resigned. Jeff Sessions wouldn't have recused himself from You know, if there was nothing there he wouldn't have if fired it was James a Comey. nothing burger Flynn, then ev- Flynn yeah, everybody would still be there. Fired, uh, Flynn is still trying to make a deal my right. friend so Flynn's got something he, to hide. Maybe <laughs> Wouldn't maybe have fired, uh, fired Comey. None of this stuff would have maybe, happened. Maybe Flynn has tapes. That's what he should say. I mean, I think Flynn's definitely. By he's, way, he's trying to tell Trump something. You're either gonna you're gonna help me out. You're gonna pardon me, or I'm still working on making this a deal. Yeah, and there might be tapes. That's, uh, that's what the there are, of course, <laughs> always tapes of. I'm using mm-hmm. air quotes. Is the Trump Report, which you can find on Twitter at Trump Report ABTV. And if you're uh, listening to us on iTunes, please make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. But the commenting is very important. It just takes a minute. Just tell us how much you love all of us. But we, or you can even say yeah, how much you dislike we, us. That's fine. And we ignore the... Uh, 
the disrespectful we don't mind, stuff. We don't mind. No, I don't, I don't, look, I don't if mind they want to post the disrespectful stuff, it actually helps. It helps bump us up. So if you want to give us no stars, somebody else will give us five stars. Like, but anyway, like we want you to do that. Uh, what we want to make sure everybody knows, though, is we are off next Tuesday because, despite what some people in the chat might say, we all love America, so we want to celebrate our Independence Day. Also, no one will be working at After Buzz mm-hmm. that day, but we also love America. That's the important part. So we will be back live two Tuesdays from now, July 11th, 7 Pacific. And as I said, be sure to follow us at Trump Report ABTV. So thank you uh, for Scott Moore at Man 80 Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia, Brooks Elise at Brooks Elise TV. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. And we will see you not next week, but next time on the Trump Report. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.